0: just as God had formed Adam out of clay. A clay object, however much it might resemble a human being, is an unformed substance. The Hebrew word for it is golem, since it lacks the attributes of life. Rabbi Lov, however, gave his golem the attributes of life by making use of the sacred name of God and set the robot to work protecting the lives of Jews against their persecutors. There was, however always a certain nervousness about human beings involving themselves with knowledge that properly belongs to gods or demons. There was the feeling that this was dangerous, that the forces might escape human control. This attitude is most familiar to us in the legend of the sorcerer's apprentice, the young fellow who knew enough magic to start a process going, but not enough to stop it when it had outlived its usefulness. The ancients were intelligent enough to see this possibility and be frightened by it. In the Hebrew myth of Adam and Eve, the sin they commit is that of gaining knowledge, eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, i.e., knowledge of everything. And for that, they were ejected from Eden and, according to Christian theologians, infected all of humanity with that original sin. In the Greek myths, it was the titan, or Prometheus, who supplied fire, and therefore technology, to human beings, and for that he was dreadfully punished by the infuriated Zeus, who was the chief god. In early modern times, mechanical clocks were perfected, and the small mechanisms that ran them, clockwork, the springs, gears, escapements, ratchets, and so on, could also be used to run other devices. The 1700s was the golden age of automatons. These were devices that could, given a source of power such as a wound spring or compressed air, carry out a complicated series of activities. Toy soldiers were built that would march. Toy ducks that would quack, bathe, drink water, eat grain, and void it. Toy boys that could dip a pen into ink and write a letter. Always the same letter, of course. Such automata were put on display and proved extremely popular and sometimes profitable to the owners. It was a dead-end sort of thing, of course, but it kept alive the thought of mechanical devices that might do more than clockwork tricks, that might be more nearly alive. What's more, science was advancing rapidly, and in 1798 the Italian anatomist Luigi Galvani Found that under the influence of an electric spark, dead muscles could be made to twitch and contract as though they were alive. Was it possible that electricity was the secret of life? The thought naturally arose that artificial life could be brought into being by strictly scientific principles, rather than by reliance on gods or demons. This thought led to a book that some people consider the first piece of modern science fiction. Frankenstein, by Mary Shelley, published in 1818. In this book, Victor Frankenstein, an anatomist, collects fragments of freshly dead bodies and, by the use of new scientific discoveries, not specified in the book, brings the whole to life, creating something that is referred to only as the monster in the book. In the movie, the life principle was electricity. However, the switch from the supernatural to science didn't eliminate the fear of the danger inherent in knowledge. In the medieval legend of Rabbi Luv's Golem, that monster went out of control, and the rabbi had to withdraw the divine name and destroy him. In the modern tale of Frankenstein, the hero wasn't so lucky. He abandoned the monster in fear, and the monster, with an anger that the book all but justifies, in revenge killed those Frankenstein loved, and eventually Frankenstein himself. This proved a central theme in the science fiction stories that have appeared since Frankenstein. The creation of robots was looked upon as the prime example of the overweening arrogance of humanity, of its attempt to take on, through misdirected science, the mantle of the divine. The creation of human life with a soul was the sole prerogative of God. For a human being to attempt such a creation was to produce a soulless travesty that inevitably became as dangerous as the golem and as the monster. The fashioning of a robot was, therefore, its own event.